Last week we talked about how sometimes wedding proposals can go totally wrong, but I thought today we continue that trend because you guys seem to like that episode a lot about disastrous weddings. Like what are you supposed to do when something goes terribly wrong at your wedding? And those stories that get like just just get ready to feel like so cringy. They're funny, but they're cringy. As we get into today's show. Hi, my name's Kramer, and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy. You're not just any mama's boy. You're a certified mama's boy. And this is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. Hello, welcome to Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. Uh, today is the 25th of January. We are a daily podcast that has three principles. Live, laugh, love your mom. That means we live our lives out loud. We laugh a lot, and we love my mom, Nancy Yancey. Hi, mom. Hi, honey. I'm trying to figure out if this is just like a parent thing or this is just a Jimmy Mack thing. Like, I don't know if all parents do this, but I feel like, and I, I keep waiting to get to this age where you you just turn into the, you know, the old person just talks to everybody, you know? <laughs> has he always, yeah, I do. I know him real well. Has he always been like super talkative to just everybody? Because I feel like it's definitely an old person thing, but I didn't know if he was always, I can't really remember like younger. No. no. When do you think that kind of switched? Hmm. I think somewhere around 60. Okay. Got a few more he years. started on. being more chatty. Yeah. Um, so my dad apparently is the king of chemo. He is the, uh, the head, head honcho. Uh, you guys had chemotherapy yesterday and how did everything go? Well, you know, he had on his UGA cap mm-hmm. and he was sitting next to the restroom. So people going to the restroom, which was most everyone at some point in time, would see his cap and they would stop and chat or he would just kind of look at him and like he wanted to talk and they would stop. So today he made friends with, let's see, one, two, three women, two nurses, two volunteers. Uh, Let me think. And maybe one other one other woman yeah so <laughs> he has now started to work the room at chemo <laughs> it's so funny where are you from where did you grow up i thought in chemo you had to like sit in a chair well you do but you can get up and go to the restroom and pull your little thing with you oh, so you he know? just walks around the chemo room just talking to everyone no 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 <laughs> no no but i'm just very confused because- on this like i just don't know how in the world i'm just imagining me going to chemo i would just be sitting there doing my therapy maybe t- you know talking to the nurse but possibly maybe <laughs> well, one person next to me but that'd be about the ex- absolute maximum i would probably have when it comes to human interaction yeah no one was next to us for a, for a very long time but um because he was near the restroom People get up and go to the restroom. Yeah. And so they go by him. Mm-hmm. So he has his UGA cap on, right? Right. And so they only start to talk or he'll say, hey, how you doing? You know? <laughs> One woman stood there and talked for about five minutes and then she said, I'll be right back, but I really do have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and she came back and she talked some more. <laughs> but you know what's really neat about it? Is that there's there's a, a type of community there, you know? Yeah. I mean, these people are kind of all not everyone is there for chemotherapy. They're there for other types of injections. Like one woman was had an autoimmune disease, and she said she'll be here for the rest of her life, and you know, once a month or whatever for a day, and um, 
you know, the different different things are going on. Not everyone in there has cancer. Right. But, you know, even down the hall a little ways, not the hall, but on the other side of the room, I could hear, you know, women talking to each other and encouraging each other. And so in a way, it's it's kind of fun. But he really, <laughs> today, he outdid himself, I'm telling you. And they'd come back by the second time, he'd go, you're from LaGrange, right? And they'd go, no, Roswell. <laughs> <laughs> that man loves to talk. I'll tell you that. And I don't know. This is, you know, because you know me, I'm pretty introverted, right? Like I just don't really interact very well with humans, uh, especially when it comes to the radio stuff, because the radio stuff is like super overwhelming to me. And I know, I know that makes absolutely zero sense. And trust me, it makes zero sense to me too. But I get really uncomfortable when I have to talk about radio stuff with people that don't know that's what I do. I don't know. I, I don't know why it is. I'm not sure why, but everyone's just really fascinated by it. And it just, it draws like a lot of attention. And I just, it's like overwhelming to me. Right. So mm-hmm. I, um, I literally, um, my, every time we would like go, my dad would oh, like, so like mention that I was on the radio to like anybody. <laughs> it doesn't matter where we are. Every waiter, every, every CVS attendant, <laughs> just trying to just to buy a bag of Skittles. Like my son here is on the radio, you know, and I'm like, Oh my God, please. Like I just can't, <laughs> can't do this right now i'm just not oh yeah and he loves to tell them all the places you've lived oh yeah he's been here that was part of the that was part of the conversation today well one of my sons is in baltimore but he started out <laughs> you know at georgia southern University, and then he went to savannah and then he went to panama uh, i mean he you know he he just gives him the whole story yeah. it's so funny and he looked at me at one point and he said wouldn't steven just hate this <laughs> I said on so many levels, yeah, <laughs> Stephen would hate I this. Just really, really <laughs> quite the introvert, quite the introvert. But how's, how is he doing? So, you know, my dad is going through chemo. This would be his second um, se- session. Or round? Was that what it yeah. is? Round? Yeah. Round session? Yeah. Round? Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Um, yeah. Second round of chemo. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah. So how is he? How's he doing? Oh, he's he's really doing well. I mean, his spirits are good and he, he feels good most of the time. And, you know, part of his regimen is uh, prednisone, which is steroid. So that keeps him wound up tight as a drum. Um, and, you know, he's really he's really feeling good. Now, we know at some point there are going to be bumps in the road. And there were a couple of bumps in the road, you know, with the first time. Sure. But they say that... Um, days three through five so that'll be um thursday friday and saturday for him yeah are usually the ones that you'll feel the worst but that could just be fatigue or sometimes some nausea or vomiting or something but um he's really i mean he's really doing very well well i hope that this this journey i kind of hope it gives i think at some point you're gonna if you haven't already you're gonna probably run across somebody that's going through this experience so hopefully by us mm-hmm. talking about it, i should I hope and if, it's, if it's completely boring you're like we don't care that you can also tell me that too that's fine um but i uh, hope it's kind of give you an eye or like, like an eye uh, perspective i guess of mm-hmm. kind of what it's like to go through it from the third party so mm-hmm. um but i'm glad he's doing well today We'll, we'll mm-hmm. move on to our mom tent. This is our weekly segment where I tell my mom just find your favorite thing from the internet from this week and we'll talk about it and that's how we came up with this segment called mom tent. Mm-hmm. 
So, you know, people say, oh, my God, I sound like my mother or I sound like my dad. (laughs) And this is something from BuzzFeed about advice from parents that kids only understood as adults. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) I'll tell you a funny story. I'll tell you. We'll get to it in a minute. Thinking about like things you did as a kid that you just did not understand, like why your parents didn't get it. You're like, why? Uh Uh-huh. I don't, I don't understand my Dan, my, my buddy Dan and I talk about this all the time. If it's stupid shit we used to do and like, <laughs> we just don't understand why our parents were so upset about it. Now we look back and we're like mortified over half this stuff, but, but go ahead. We'll go through your list <laughs> first and then we'll share some more stories of like sto- things um, that like we, like how in the world, you know, like how is this even a thing, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's funny um, that it feels like time speeds up. Mm. Time used to feel like it dragged on forever, but now that I'm an adult, it's amazing how quickly a month goes by. Yeah. And and I'll say that the older I get, <laughs> honestly, the faster time st- seems to go. Well, I was just thinking when you said it was t- uh, today was a chemo day for dad, I'd forgotten because it seemed like, I know it's every three weeks, but I was like, oh God, it's been three weeks already? Like that's, mm-hmm. it does fly by. Your birthday start to fly by faster. Uh, one of yes. my One of my radio friends just got engaged today and I'm like, how does she already get engaged? I feel like she just got, I feel like she just started dating that guy. And then I was like, wait a minute. That was literally like a year and probably at least a year and a half ago because we were in, (laughs) we were in New York at the same time as they were. And when was that? Mm -hmm. Last? No. When, when, when we in in New York? Yeah. What? And, and, um, June, right? Hey, yeah, no. I was I was really trying to put all the whole timeline together. Yeah. I'm like I'm like I'm like damn, I've been divorced for 5 years. Like Yeah. How this this just this all just kind of starts to go pretty quick as you head towards 40, you know? The fact that I'm mm-hmm. almost 40, I'm like wait, what? I know. Yeah. Yes. And that's another one that, you know, we tell we tell our kids enjoy being young. Yeah. And you think, oh God, I can't wait to be a grown up, be out on my own, <laughs> not have to listen to this bull crap. Well, I just remember being in I college. I can just go and do what I want to do. Yeah, being in college, mm-hmm. I remember thinking like, man, graduating is gonna be so cool because you're just gonna have to like focus on one thing. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have to focus mm-hmm. on like five different classes. You just focus on one class, and that's literally all you're gonna <laughs> have to do. You know, <laughs> so. Then I graduate. I'm like, oh wait, hang on. You have to just you have to just focus on one thing all day. That's not just hour long <laughs> classes. Like this is exhausting. I don't know if I like this. It's very stressful. Yes. All right. What else? You, you really don't know as much as you think you do when you're a teen or a young adult. <laughs> Clarity only happens slowly as you age, and it's not something that can be rushed either. Now. You can think back, goodness gracious, just even five years ago of things you were doing and thinking and see how different that is. Yeah. I mean, what do you, I always think that, because I always feel like I got it figured out, right? Like I was like 25 and I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to marry this woman. I got it all figured out. And 35 was like, oh my God, I was so wrong. Mm -hmm. It's like, honestly, one of my phobias about getting back into a relationship is like, Mm -hmm. when, when, when do you know enough? You know, like, um, is there a yeah. point? Cause you, you know, you're 70, 70, 70, 70. You're, uh, <laughs> is, is there a point Seven. where you feel like you stop looking back on your life? I mean, like that was weird. <laughs> no. <laughs> so like, if you look at no, your 60 year old self, like, what do you think about your 60 year old self compared to your 70 year old self? Yeah. I think I'm much smarter now. Wow. See, that scares me. Yeah. I mean, I just think, I, I think you learn 
so much about yourself all the time and the world changes and you change with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think we're constantly, you know, evolving and growing. And if we stop growing, then we're dead. I mean, really, that that is a really hard life if you stop learning and stop growing and stop being engaged in the world. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to though. I'd like to do, I thought I was going to get to a point where I'm like, okay, cool. Like this is, this is this who is I it. am. Now I know everything. Now I know. I think I'm, I think I'm good. Mm-mm. All right. Life what else? It's constantly changing. Um, that sometimes you need to hear no. Mm. Boundaries need to be set and you'll be told no throughout your adult life. So it's beneficial to learn how to deal with it. With not getting everything you want, you get with not getting everything your way all the time. Yeah, I wish that was taught better in the Yancey household. It was not. Yeah, I know. I saw actually. Uh, yeah. I saw a TikTok video, and I don't know if this is normal nowadays. Parents, you'll have to kind of help me out with this. But uh, I saw a video of a girl who was singing like a nursery rhyme, and it's basically about like setting boundaries. It was like uh-huh. basically like, hey, I don't really want my hair touched right now, and like that's okay. I'm just setting a boundary with you. I don't remember what it was uh-huh. now, but it was just like, I was like, oh, that's, you know, I don't think we ever really talked about boundaries as kids. You know, it was always about mm-hmm. like, be nice to strangers or you could, you, you're either <laughs> supposed to be nice to strangers or terrified of strangers. It was very confusing <laughs> back true. in the day. It was supposed to be like, that's either like, true. you know, like love everybody and like every, like, mm-hmm. like these people are, are so nice to you. Like the milk, like if, if the, if the, you know, the, the mailman hugs you, that's okay. Cause he's the mailman or <laughs> the mailman could also murder you. And it was very like. He's going to kidnap you and throw him in his van. So it was like, wait, I'm very, this is why I'm sure I have trust issues as of today. Cause it's just like, wait, what? Like, I don't understand. I don't understand well, this. I'll be the first to say that, gosh, if it wasn't for your dad, who was the disciplinarian, you know, I just spoiled you kids rotten. Yeah. As you, as you all know. I just wish you guys like a balance of the two. It was very, you have to understand, it was very confusing in the Yancey household because Nancy Yancey let, let you get away with murder. And Jimmy Yancey mm-hmm. let you get away with nothing. So like <laughs> it was very, also very confusing boundaries with like what actually is okay because it also depends on who's home at the time, you know? <laughs> that's, that's right. That's going to go. All right. How many more do you want to do? Um, just a couple. There's food at home. We're going to save some Lord, money I know eat that. at home. I know that one. Mm-hmm. I remember – I can't yeah. remember this so clearly now that I remember that one time I – washed a pen in my pocket mm-hmm. or dried it, I guess is, was the, uh-huh. the bigger issue. And like it got all over uh-huh. the clothes and I was just like, who cares? Uh-huh. It's like, just clothes. You can just go buy more uh-huh. clothes. And I was probably, oh, I don't know how, God. probably in my teenage years mm-hmm. we were still, well, I was probably, cause I remember we were in Williamsport. So that was mm-hmm. eighth pre eighth grade. So, right. um, but I remember I didn't, I didn't take the pen out of my pocket. That was the problem. My dad was so mad. Right. And I was like, who cares? Just go buy more clothes, man. Like, <laughs> Nowadays, yeah. I get it. Like, I'm pen busting. I'm like, gosh dang heck? it. Like, now I got to go and do this and that. Uh, yeah. All right. What else? Give me one more. Give me your last All favorite right. one. Okay. And this one really is important. Start saving for retirement early. Yeah. Like, with your first job early. Seems excessive, but when you're ready to retire at 50, you'll be happy you did. So many of us start so late in life to plan for retirement. And I, and I can tell you right now, kudos to Jim Yancey for being such a really good financial manager because that wasn't my expertise either. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we always 
we always saved and he was always conscious of retirement from day one. And now, you know, we have a very comfortable retirement because of that, but we sacrificed for it. Right. Yeah. 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 That's something that I'm going to need in in my next partner is like, I'm, I'm, I live by the, um, I live by the financial status of like, let's just see if this goes through. (laughs) <laughs> yeah and like if it i'm i'm you know almost 40 i've never had a budget in my life i just mm-hmm. keep checking my bank account i'm like okay cool i'm good <laughs> like i don't know if like if you have kids you probably can't do that as well but i'm just kind of like oh all right. right still got money cool all right i know that i'm putting money away okay cool awesome like i don't i don't know i don't i just don't even and that's probably a blessing to be able to, to do that you know um, but it definitely is, but I, uh, I feel like I should probably be more responsible and kind of know where my money's going, but it just seems way too much to keep up with way too well, much to keep up with. And two, and two, you're one person and, and you're, you are thrifty. Yeah. You know I mean, me. You don't, you don't spend money frivolous. I spent you're more than frivolous I think, with your money. I wanted some protein bars the other day. I spent $111 and I was like, how did I spend $111 on protein bars? That sounds very. You probably had 20 boxes. Well, I did. I had to buy them in bulk to save money, but. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I I got 4,000 bars is what I didn't mention. So they were four cents a piece. I had a coupon. I have a storage room. I had six coupons, but I, because things will obviously go bad before I am able to use them all, but I still saved a lot of money. Um, All right. A couple of stories really quick about, and and if you've got one of these, I love these stories. So please, please call us if you've got one of these. One of these, like, I get now why my parents were so mad because... (laughs) I did not back in the day. I was just like, why are you being so lame? Um, <laughs> one thing I, I thought about was when actually my buddy Dan and I were talking about this the other day, because Dan and I were, we were, we were best friends, right? We, we did everything mm-hmm. together. So yes. he was, um, we had a, a Bud a Budweiser sign, okay? like a neon sign, which mom, I think we got gotten from one of your friends that had a bar or something. I think so. Yeah. And I remember that we, yeah. at, at some young age, we had taken that to um, down to his his basement and like uh-huh. set it up. We'd like set the, his basement up as like a club. I know this sounds weird, but we, for some reason <laughs> we had this really big fascination. And probably why I have all these ear issues now. But uh, we would just like turn the home stereo up and play music. <laughs> and we had a fog machine for some reason in the basement. We had like the like the light. We, we bought all this stuff, right? But I remember we we brought the uh, the Budweiser sign over to us. To his house and his mom was pissed oh. she was pissed she was like this is not appropriate for a teenage party which we never actually had a party. i don't think we ever actually had a party it was really just I me just and, and his twin tom and we just like would just like sit and maybe we would just like dance by ourselves but we never had a party there was no party <laughs> um so but but now i get it like if my if my teenage kid had like a budweiser sign i mean i don't know i, I can see i can see where the where the the issue is I also think about like the music that we used to listen to and like mm-hmm. when we'd listen to like ludicrous music and stuff and like yeah. all this, you know, I remember we went and bought a uh, Busta Rhymes CD. We were able to go buy it at Target, which is like a parental, it's a rapper mom with a parental advisory sticker. We thought we were such badasses. We, we like were able to like <laughs> get it. And like now I'm like, oh my God, it's 16. Like that's like, and we were just like, yeah, F this, F that, F this. <laughs> And now I'm like, oh, oh yeah, I totally get it. The, one of my other other favorite stories I get now why my parents were so mad, but I could not have comprehended back in the day, is we were just, I mean, we were always up to some nonsense, right? And <laughs> we had this idea that we wanted to um, go and uh, make a bike path through our backyard and like oh, turn it into Lord. like, remember this, mom? 
Yes. Turn it basically turn our backyard and we had into a, a racetrack. Yeah, into like a, a BMX <laughs> bike track, right? And so literally like made like we like dug holes, like these big ass holes and like ramps. Like we would like build these ra- like, this is all in one day. This is over the summer or something. And I remember we I just remember like, just digging these giant holes and my dad was so mad and i was like why in the world man like this is just this is cool as hell like what are you talking about (laughs) it's just grass i'm just imagining now like coming home and like my backyard being turned into like a bmx course (laughs) makes me sick just to think about it because i would just lose my mind perspective is perspective is everything it is it is do our quote for today mom okay it's from paulo coella the secret of life is to fall seven times and to get up eight times. <laughs> Got to keep getting up. I, wonder I why. know you feel like you're falling right now, but you've got to get up every time. You've got to figure out what it is that you need in your life to, to bring you back to life. Yeah. And to lift yourself up again. I'm still, man, like I'm still struggling. I'm... um again i've entered into a phase of life that like i know i wasn't like mentally prepared for and situations that i'm not really prepared for but it's like i know the universe is like testing me i know this is like where i need to be but it's like so uncomfortable um Mm -hmm. and i'm excited my mom gets to come visit Mm-hmm. Next week, that's going to be a really good, nice little reset for me. And um, mm-hmm. I just, I wonder, because again, this last couple of years have been so chaotic, right? And um, not that what I'm going through is anything like terrible by any means. It's just, I was telling the story of kind of what I'm going through to a friend today. And he was like, because he's been through a similar experience before. And um, it's just crazy that I'm just, I just, I think I'm just in defense mode right now. And I think I've been in defense mm-hmm. mode for so long mm-hmm. post divorce because everything was so chaotic that I was like, okay, I just got to like bunker down the hatches, you know, like mm-hmm. just got to get another job. Just got to, mm-hmm. you know, protect yourself, protect yourself, protect yourself, protect yourself, you know, just mm-hmm. keep things on the rails right now. We can't deal with any more chaos. If I get, if I get through this, I'm going to play it safe and make sure that nothing like this ever happens again. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I think that's kind of, you know, what I'm, what I'm experiencing right now, but I do, I do, I feel knocked down as hell. Mm-hmm. Like well, I, and honey, part of it is that you're almost 40. What's it have to do with anything? Okay, okay, ageist. Hey. What's it have to do with anything? Damn, that, that just seemed like an well, unnecessary low blow, Mom. What the hell? <laughs> I mean, no, it's not a bad thing. <laughs> you're like, it's by a, the way, you're old as shit now, in case you no, forgot. Those bike paths Nessie. were those bike paths Nessie. were a long time ago, okay, buddy? Yes, <laughs> how you misinterpreted what I said. <laughs> well, I just don't know why. why mm. I don't know how that really plays into my situation. Well, because every decade we're different. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we change with every decade. Um, and, you know, 30s are 
thirties, I think, are exciting. I think they're. No, um, I hated my thirties. I'm so ready to get thirties over with. Hated my thirties. You've, you've learned a lot about yourself. Mm. And then in your forties, you're kind of feeling like it's time to implement some of the things you've learned. Well, I hope. I damn and, hope so. And it and it, it may require some changes, and change is frightening. Yeah. Well, it may take you to places you haven't been before, but you're feeling drawn to. Right. Um, and then when you're fifty, it'll be the, it'll be the same thing. It'll be it'll be a shift. I mean, there's these are just shifts in life that I think come with every decade. Oh, God. And they're not bad. They're not bad. Uh, we'll see. I just can't honestly they feel bad when you're in the midst of them. But then once you get through them and move into this new phase, then it starts to become your reality and things look clearer and things are brighter. Yeah. I just I'm honestly I'm having a hard time because I don't I can't like get this anxious feeling out of my body. Mm-hmm. Like it just rides me like constantly. I'm so nervous about this next chapter and um, yeah, I'm just a creature of habit. I like to do, I like to like know everything that's happening, you know? And mm-hmm. so anyway, uh, today's, I think uh, we all do. Yeah. That's what <laughs> I want. People that can do well change. God bless you. Like, it's just, you're a, you are a saint. <laughs> And I could do it a lot better as a kid. I remember like, even when I, yeah, I remember that I have to ask Miguel because Miguel honestly kind of convinced me to, to take the morning show job in Panama City. Mm-hmm. I didn't really want to go. I was really nervous. And um, I mean, I told myself I wasn't ready for it mm-hmm. and I couldn't do it. And uh, I kind of, honestly, if Miguel, Miguel was literally like, you have to go. Like you have no choice. Like you, and I was mm-hmm packed up my U-Haul and headed down to Panama city by myself. And you know, the rest is history. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's actually a good thing to reflect on mm-hmm. is how scared I remember. I mean, I remember I did it, but I guess I was pretty scared. I guess I, that was kind of a hard transition for me, mm-hmm. but it kind of took me throughout this, this wild ass journey I've been on. Mm-hmm. All right. Today's pod- beginning is something new. I'm sorry. Okay. Go we ahead. Commercials. Uh, today's yeah. podcast is brought to you by apostrophe. <laughs> Apostrophe is an online platform that connects you to an expert dermatology team that gets customized acne treatment for your unique skin. And through Apostrophe, you can get access to oral or topical medication that uses clinically proven ingredients to help clear your clear uh, help you clear your acne up. And I know it's weird. Talk about like things you dealt with before and never worry about anymore. You ever had acne like maybe as a kid, and then like all of a sudden you get it as an adult, and you're like, wait, what? Where did this come from? How'd this happen? Or maybe you just always had it, you know skin issues for for a while now i mean i started I didn't start taking care of my skin until recently and i realized how important it is you know um so mm-hmm. we have apostrophe on now and if you want to be a part of this again like maybe this is speaking to you i hope it is i hope, I hope these commercials speak to you because i'm always interesting i mean i know it's a commercial i got it but i always hope that like there's a one person that's like dealing with something and they're like, Oh wait, I needed to hear this today. So if this is you apostrophe, all you gotta do is go to um, an online, take an online consultation about your skin goals and your medical history. And then you snap a few selfies and a board certified dermatologist will create and initialize 
custom treat, uh, treatment plan for you. And all you have to do is, uh, is just do this simple survey. And then Apostrophe gives you access to prescription treatments for all types of skin from hormonal acne to facial acne and even back and chest and butt acne. So, um, yeah, I hope you'll, you'll, you'll check it out. And whatever your skin goals are, mine, you know, improving my skin texture as I'm getting closer to 40. Thank you, mom. Uh, and we got a special <laughs> deal for you. Your first visit's five bucks at apostrophe.com slash Kramer when you use the code Kramer. That's a savings of $15. And this code is only available for our listeners. So to get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash Kramer and click get started. And then use our code Kramer at sign up and you're going to get your first visit for five bucks. So hopefully that'll start giving you some answers to your issues when it comes to um, your skin. So good luck. Also, uh, today we want to give a shout out to... Um, Athletic Greens. I start every day with Athletic Greens. If you've never tried AG1, I'm, I speak highly of it from personal experience because it really has been a game changer. Uh, AG1 is a powder that you take every day. And uh, you, the first thing you do is you drink in the morning. So I do I drink every single morning when I get up. And I started it because I was having some gut health issues. And uh, now I, it's like just part of my routine. I feel so much better because of it too. I mean, you know, you start your day off with coffee. I always, I always, I drink decaf coffee, but I, always start my day off with uh with ag1 because it's just you're like i think that's the first thing that's going into your your tank for the day you're like flushing your mm -hmm. system out because you gotta you got a clean system pretty much after you know you wake up in the morning so start with 75 high quality vitamins minerals whole food source superfoods probiotics and adaptogens to start your day out right and to make it easy athletic greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase all you got to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash kramer again it's athleticgreens.com slash kramer to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance Certified fans, you are so appreciative on the show. We uh, These are people that can contribute $6 a month to our show, and you get a bunch of perks by doing it. We are at the 25th of the month, and we have zero new certified fans this month. That is um, mm -hmm. very concerning going into 2023. But mm -hmm. we do what we do. All I can do is just come on here and say, hey, the show means something to you. You want to throw a few bucks this way? This show is remains... Uh, non-corporated. Well, I guess it's an LLC now. But it's not... We're not, you know... The, the radio show, I, I'm, I'm, I'm putting on a show for, for that company, you know, like this is, this is our project that we created out of a pretty crappy situation. And, uh, in case you don't know that situation, I got let go from my job and I just felt really motivated to, uh, to, to do this podcast. And here we are, you know, almost 650 mm -hmm. episodes later. So if you want to support it and it means something to you and you want to see it you know, be produced as, as much as it is and get some bonuses and text the word fans, F-A-N-S. 888-Kramer8. Apparently, this is a hard part for you guys to hear. I don't know how to use this Mac. And if anyone does know how to use a Mac and, and change the volume output, let me know. <laughs> um, today, our certified fans, what you do is you get an episode dedicated to you. And we don't. We spin our wheel of certified fans, and then we go and we thank somebody. And hopefully, it's exciting to you because you might be able to just like, hear your name. Tanya K is our certified fan of the day. Hello, Tanya. Mm -hmm. Tanya, what? another Mesa, Arizona. I love, man. It, that's, it's wow. flattering. I, I always said that Arizona was like the worst radio I ever did. And so if any of you have come <laughs> over from Arizona, I'm like – I, I really never great. I mean, it's just, it's just crazy to me. I was only there for two years and you guys were so, some of you guys were so supportive. Um, I always said that about country radio. I had a hard time cause they really wanted me to be this like cowboy type. Uh, but I was super thankful that, um, 
that you, you know, you guys gave me a chance. And for those that followed me over here, I'm just like, dang, that's, that's great. Cause we didn't, I didn't really, really share a lot of life with you guys. I mean, it was pretty uneventful phase of my life. I mean, I guess there was my marriage falling apart behind the scenes, but that wasn't really on the air. Uh, so mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just thankful, you know, thankful that uh, you guys are here and, and, uh, more importantly, just for, you know, Tanya, who's been here with us now for since the 10th of June of 2020. It's awesome. Oh, Tanya, great. we love you. Thank you for supporting Wonderful. this podcast and continuing to. You're a really awesome person. So I hope you're having a great day. Tanya K is our certified fan of the day. Let's give her a whoop whoop. What is her number? She's 90. Okay. Everyone wants to know their number. Yep. That's a big deal. Okay. Whoop whoop to Tanya K from Arizona. So glad you're here. Thank you. All right. If you want to join us, text the word FANS, F-A-N-S, to 888-Kramer8. And, Mom, that's going to do it for you today. I love you. Okay, honey. Love you forever and see you soon. A moment in Kramer history. Yeah, this is a moment in Kramer history. Uh, We look back on my radio career, in case you don't know, I'm a radio morning show host, and we look back on my radio career and laugh at some of the wild and wacky things that I used to used to be able to get away with uh, back in the day. And this uh, this was a contest that we were doing, and it was called Win Your Wedding. And I forget how it worked, but anyway, we we started talking to this woman about was this going to be her wedding, or was this going to be um, like a, like a first marriage, second marriage? And apparently, for her, she needed a wedding redo. And here's how we kind of started going down this. This path. Oh, my uh, fiance at the time, he actually went out with a bunch of his friends the night before our wedding yeah. for uh, his bachelor party. Yeah. And they got too wasted, and um, none of them showed up the next morning. Shut. The whole half of the bridal party, the like the guy's side didn't go? The guy's side did not go. I got a phone call like an hour. You later. shut your mouth. So, so you, did you press four? I mean, I guess you had to. You yeah, can't like well, postpone a wedding. Yes. So obviously, this is a, a great example. Think about like all the pictures. You've got the gr- the bride, the groom, all the bridesmaids, and that's it. I know. Well, boys will be boys. Oh. This is a, you know this actually brings up something that I didn't even think about because I know like wedding redo stories may be the best in the world because disastrous wedding stories are some of the most unfortunate things. There's always something like if you're planning a wedding redo, something always goes completely wrong during the first one. But Corey, I'll be completely honest. That may be the worst wedding disaster story I've ever. Heard like I've heard like little things like you know somebody like, like, like yeah, the caterer doesn't show up on time or the DJ doesn't show or up like on time. Maybe the cake fell or something. But, but for the whole thing not to show up, oh my god! The whole thing. Well, there you go. Tickets to go see Bride Wars. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Have a good day. Uh, do we have time to talk about this? I don't see why not. I mean, totally we, we have a little bit of time here. Off the cuff, we'll just move some things around uh, this morning. Do you guys have disastrous wedding stories that you can call in with? Because I understand that tensions are high in the first place. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is supposed to be like the best day of your life. Yes. Everybody has planned this moment from. For, I mean, you plan wedding for like a year, pretty much. You do. It takes At a really long a time, year. especially if it's like a big to do. Like if it's like a casual thing, but if it is at the church and there is like a huge bridal party, yeah. that thing can take up to a year and a half to plan. Mess. Two three zero W I L N. Can anybody be, at least beat that story? Hi, Lauren. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Was it your wedding? Yes, it was my wedding. Okay, shock me. Um, I, <laughs> I actually, I have really bad migraines and the day of my wedding, I got my hair done, of course, and I swear they had at least 90 bobby pins in my head and I was so sick. I don't remember 
most of my wedding and I ended up falling out at the end of the wedding and they had to take me to the hospital. <laughs> All because of those stupid bobby pins. That, that can hurt your head. I don't get migraines and even like that'll hurt my head because the amount of metal that you got up there holding everything on top is way too it, much. It was horrible. You know what? I've got to give you credit. I, I think that may be the biggest disaster wedding. If you ended up in the hospital on your wedding night, yeah, yes. that's not the bed you want to end up in. No, sure isn't. You know? No, it wasn't. We had a beautiful room oh, and no. my kids were taken elsewhere. Oh, God. <laughs> so you're like planning this lovely romantic time and they're like, sorry, I got to go to the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. Not our so room much. was right on the beach. Like <sighs> the door led right out into the sand on the beach. Oh. <laughs> it was supposed to be beautiful. Did In you at theory. least get like a reimbursement? Could you use it at a later date? <laughs> <laughs> I hope that you could. Thank you for calling us. Oh, thank you guys. <laughs> See ya. Hey, Melody. Hello. How are you? Good. Your wedding or someone else's wedding? It was mine. Oh, God. Okay. What happened? Well, it wasn't really a disaster. It was just kind of funny. Okay. We had, like, about 200 people there, and we had a full liquor bar. Mm. And my bartender got drunk and passed out, and everybody had to make their whole drink. Shut oh, up! Now, I do believe that when it is your duty to be the bartender, the thing you're not supposed to do is drink. Like, sorry, you got to be the sober sister or whatever that night. But Well, it was sort of, I guess, he was doing it as a favor. He was sort of a friend. Oh, and this we is not a professional him, one. So I guess he thought, well, he was a professional. Oh. <laughs> he had won a lot of contests, like bartending contests locally. But, yeah, he got wasted and passed out. And I was, yeah, everyone was making their own drinks. Oh, my uh, I bet they weren't making them to uh, bar standards at that point <laughs> in the night. Everyone's like, I'll throw a little more crown in there than they normally would. It was an eight-hour reception. Oh, <laughs> I bet you guys spent so much money on alcohol that night. Yes. Oh, Lord. Thank you for calling us. Bye. Uh, 7.45 right now. You guys have a disastrous wedding story. Call us up. <laughs> I don't know which one's my favorite so far. Uh, is, is it Phlegm? No, it's Glenn. <sighs> Miguel is. I think I can't Miguel even be mad makes an A that. out of me. He makes, I, th- I think like he just tries to make me look like an idiot. <laughs> I can't even be mad. That's just can funny. I, can I say in front of me? It says line two, F L E M, Flim. Oh, it's Glenn. <sighs> what, Miguel? You get on this one. Miguel's mic screwed up right now. Can I just say yes. that I have sinus cold head? So I really like. I'm all blocked up. So I, I knew that it. could be right, but I didn't want to like, <laughs> a, a, offend you if that was your name. Maybe if it, maybe it was like you it's know like a family name or something. Exotic father, I something. Flim. Flim. Uh, I'm going to call you Flim just because it's on my sheet. Um, what, <laughs> what's your story? Well, my wife and I, uh, several years ago, we went to a wedding of a young girl that, that worked with her. And the wedding went off without a hitch. Okay. The reception was at this really expensive, fancy country club down in the Tampa area. And... Everybody, of course, gets trashed. Sure. Uh, there was a there's a big set of windows that looks down uh, oh, onto onto the 18th green. Hang on one second. Everybody, stop for a second. How does this story end, Holly? Let's take your let's take your. My prediction your is prediction. that one the members of the bridal party got a little overzealous with the you dance. You only get one guess and flew out the window onto the green. Miguel, do you want to take a wild guess of how this story ends? Somebody probably threw a, a, a wine glass through the window in excitement for the wedding. I'm going to say that somebody actually ended up making uh, relations on the green, and oh. you could see down onto the green. If I had, if I had to guess, 
Now, I have no idea how the story ends. I'm so, I feel like it. it's like a choose-your-own-ending book right now. What happened? Well, one of you is right. Okay. As the party progressed, we looked. Uh, somebody goes, what is going on down on the green? Oh, no. <laughs> there oh, were you... clothes. Clothes were strung. Oh, no. From the stairs to the green. Oh, God. The bridesmaid, one of the bridesmaids and the best man <gasps> were, well, having a good time. Yeah. Oh, that is when- I know my dirty wedding stories when I hear them set up. Flim. I love that story. Was everybody like gathered around? They're like, Grandma Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> Two hundred people were standing on chairs. Hearing out the window, oh my. standing on tables. A little Susie, get back over there and eat your cake. Like, I want to see what's happening. What is it, Mom? There was cheering going on. Oh, I'm sure. I would Man. be mortified of that. Oh, God. Weddings can bring some of the best stories. I, I, well, I can imagine. Flim, a good story. Thank you for calling us, man. <laughs> see ya. Bye, Glenn. Today's podcast brought to you by Fum. I know it's really hard when you're struggling with kicking a bad habit for you. Um, and I remember coffee was so hard for me. I wish I had a better tool to be able just to, to get off, you know, drink because caffeine was so bad for my anxiety. And uh, our sponsor, FOM, is on a mission to accelerate humanity's breakup with bad habits that consume far too many of us. FOM is a natural diffusive device that uses plants and behavioral science to help you trade out your negative habits for a positive one. And FOM is not a vape. No, we're not talking about a vape here. It's a non-electronic device designed to help you transform your negative habits. And instead of pods that are filled with these potentially harmful chemicals, FUM uses these cores, which is basically has plants like peppermint and cinnamon in there. And the new FUM 2 is the version 2. It's it's snappy and it's tactile and it's, it's going to be great for you. I know it really is. So the easiest way for you to stop a bad habit is a switch with a positive one. And FUM is designed to perfectly do just that. FUM's goal is to make switching easy and maybe even enjoyable. And they've got over a thousand, they have actually thousands of five-star reviews from people just like you who were successfully switched to other solutions uh, when other solutions just didn't work. So try, go to tryfum.com. Their website is tryfum.com, tryfum.com, and use the promo code Kramer, and you'll save 10% off when you pick out the journey pack. That's tryfum. F-U-M, tryfum.com, and use the promo code Kramer to save an additional 10% on your order today. All right, thank you so much for being a part of the podcast. This is my family. You are my family. I'm hugging you so tight right now. I'm just being appreciative as you go through these journeys of life with me, and I'm going through it with you, and it's my favorite thing about this podcast. So, all right, we'll do it again tomorrow with a brand new Ask My Mom. Okay, that's it for today. Thanks for listening to my son's podcast, Certified Mama's Boy. Be sure to review and subscribe and tell your friends. Love you forever.